Welcome back to Batman News Weekly, episode 50, a milestone episode that unfortunately is not going to have a lot of news for you guys because Comic-Con is this weekend or Comic-Con at home. I should have been there in person if it was actually going to happen. But of course, COVID has fucked that like it's fucked everything else in 2020. So uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about a lot of comic books today because there's not really a lot of news. Uh, I think what? The biggest thing was, you know, some people like Colin Farrell and them talking about uh, just random Batman stuff, but it's nothing exciting. Yeah, it's all, it's, it's all just, you know, talking about what we've already known and just reiterating, oh, I can't wait to go back to work, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, but, you know, for the most part, it's, you know, uh, there's not really much going on because I think what any news we would have got would have happened this weekend. Uh, DC is not at Comic-Con. Um, other comic book publishers have decided not to have panels or not do anything because of Comicsgate, which we've talked about here on the podcast before. So comics are kind of just, uh, you know, it's it's a Comic-Con thing with not a lot of comic stuff. But uh, DC, like we've been hoping, are having Fandom in August, and hopefully we'll get a crap load of news um, at that point. You know, maybe some trailers, maybe some photos. And I think they'll start to, like, kind of trickle out some stuff the week, like, coming into uh, DC Fandom. They've already mm -hmm. released another teaser uh, for something that will be announced. Uh, they released it, I think, just today. Mm -hmm. uh, a random Green Lantern symbol, like, pops up. And then oh. the DC Fandom logo pops up. So it looks like they might be making an announcement for either the Green Lantern Corps movie or mm -hmm. possibly, like, there's a lot of rumors about Ryan Reynolds joining the Snyder Cut or whatever. So, yeah. who knows? But I I really like that they're still keeping everybody on their toes about DC fandom. Kind of reminding people, like, hey, we're still a thing. You know, make yeah. sure to be aware of it next month. Because uh, it's almost, like, going to be exactly a month from now. Yeah. It'll be very interesting since we are seeing that the Batman is getting a companion show on HBO Max. If the Green Lantern Corps movie would get a companion show with other Green Lanterns, like that would just make some sense. Yeah, and um, it's it's been debated whether like they will be a companion show to like the Green Lantern Corps movie and the Green Lantern mm -hmm. Corps show. Uh, there's been rumors of a Hal John team up in the movie, while there be a Jessica Simon team up in the show. But those are all just rumors and you know speculation. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I think um, doing a show with Jessica and and Simon would be really cool because that's a diverse cast already. They have good stories, um, and I think that would be a better thing to tell over time um, because they do have such unique stories, and I think you need to actually flesh their characters out, uh, whereas John and Hal can just be buddy cops, not get on, get on each other's nerves and save the world, you know? Yeah, it, so, lethal weapon in space, basically. Yeah, basically. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, the kind of news we'll be getting into in the coming weeks, um, you know, maybe when we hit our year, since we are, you know, it's just weird that it's like 50 is a milestone, but technically to be a year, it's 52. Hey, Stupid and the, the really cool thing about 52 is that it plays such an important part of DC. Yeah, you know, there's the, the, you know, 52 was a really big story in the lead up to Infinite Crisis. Uh, of course, the new 52 is a thing. And you even see it 
played a part in like the CW DC TV, you know, shows channel 52 is the news broadcast that, you know, comes on whenever the shows want to show a like newscast, you know, it's, it's a very important thing. So yes, 50 is a milestone, but I always look forward to 52 because it's like, holy shit, we've been doing this for a year and because of the relationship it has with DC. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's crazy thinking that, uh, it's been a year already, but I mean, it's crazy because that means it's been a year. It's going to be a year since Alfred died. Yeah. So, cause that's what started this whole podcast. I was like, I gotta talk about this. <laughs> and, um, you know, you were on that first podcast and I believe I did two by myself. And then you I think you did on two or three one. and then I, and I jumped yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's been a pretty crazy ride and, uh, yeah, it's going to be cool to get to, you know, episode 52. But today we're just going to talk about comics because there is no news. Like we genuinely tried to find something and there is not really, it's just like little interviews like Colin Farrell. Oh, the script is so good and blah, 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 but it's nothing too worthwhile. And from, uh, what, I've, from what I've heard, cause there are uh, other podcasts that kind of do the same thing, but on a wider scale of mm-hmm. like just DC in general, uh, they say that the summer months, is usually pretty dead when it comes to news and it won't come back around until sometime from August to September, which lines up very well with both DC fandom and the beginning of the production or the going back into the production of the Batman. So that I, I could very well see that, but I think we will get a slew of news right after DC after the fandom. It's going to be mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there was, I mean, you know, take it with a grain of salt because we still think this can change, but Snyder confirmed that he thinks his stuff is outside of the DCEU. That's somewhat news. If you're a Batfleck person and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, oh, and I do want to say this uh, just for those who are supportive of Ben Affleck as Batman. Uh and I say that as Batman in Batman vs Superman in the upcoming Justice League movie because nobody knows for sure, and I highly doubt that he is signing a contract for anything on HBO Max. Even though mm-hmm. I would love it, um, there's a huge stupid debacle on Twitter that you know scoopers and wannabe scoopers are yelling at each other, and it's stupid. But yeah. there is a Ben Affleck Appreciation Day kind of like how they did on November 17th for Snyder cut. And, you know, they did Mm -hmm. this huge campaign thing. They're doing the same, but not to ask Ben Affleck for coming back, but just saying, thank you for being Batman kind of. Mm. Um, So, you know, just be aware of it on the 24th. I think it's Friday. Uh, You'll probably see Ben Affleck uh, trending or the hashtag. Thanks Batflick or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So just be aware of it. I nice. thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I mean, there was an exclusive interview that Clay would not watch. So we don't know anything that happened in this exclusive interview. <laughs> so I'm not I, his favorite person. I, I just did not. Like, I, I haven't seen it yet. And I'm really debating on actually doing it. But, uh, but we know how I feel about Grace. It's just something that I have always been like you know what, she kind of uh, itches me the wrong way. And so I'm just going to be like, no, not going to do it. I'm just going to wait to see clips on Twitter and then watch those 50 to 30 second clips. Yeah. 
I'm surprised somebody hasn't ripped that already and uploaded it somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's I mean, that's a YouTube thing to do. But anyways, uh, so yeah, there's uh, that out there. I don't recommend giving her clicks. Um, so, but you know, if you're trying to watch an exclusive interview about the Snyder Cut, uh, then I highly suggest you go and check that out. Sorry if there's some mic issues, guys. I ha- we have a new setup going on right now. It's it's really weird. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyways, let's jump into comic books because we have. Uh, we have about four different comic books to talk about today, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, we have Batgirl, Batman, uh, Detective Comics, and, I mean, I honestly didn't even read uh, Joker, Harley, Criminal Insanity, Secret Files, because there was really nothing really there to press the story. Yeah, it, it was, was a one-shot. It was a one-shot that was literally just files on characters that we've already known, and a whole bunch of documents. And whenever it comes to me and research, that was the kind of kid that I was in high school. I did not like research. And so yeah. when I see files, when I see paper and just regular like documents, I'm like, that's annoying. And I'm not going to read it. Yeah. So that's the kind of person I am. Sorry. But uh, <laughs> there is literally one page, which was a splash page of Joker sitting in a huge library reading these documents and he says interesting and he says like one other thing and then it stops and does more of the document stuff so not really anything to push the story forward yeah for sure so that sucks um you know i I was really hoping we were going to get that story back already because it's been so long it feels like since we actually read anything from it yeah um but, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I think the first thing we can start off with is uh, Batgirl, surprisingly, had a good issue. Uh, Dude, recently. I will say this, you know, I knew that it was a part of the Joker War, and that's why I opened it in the first place. Mm-hmm. I was really dreading the story. Yeah. So when I opened it, I saw the art, and I was like, I have to read this. Because nice. the art actually looks really good. Uh, what... What were your thoughts on, like, I know you said that it was good, but what were your thoughts on the whole thing with, because essentially, I thought whenever I started looking at, you know, at least the beginning part of this, Mm -hmm. I thought this was going to be a very much PTSD Barbara. Yeah. But she kind of just like pushes through it and says, fuck you, Joker, and, you know, really fights uh, and keeps it all together. Yeah, no, I thought this was really good um, because I think a, I think a lot of people have this thing with uh, Barbara that they don't like this because they're like, this is a moment of like weakness or she's a victim here. And, you know, there's this big st- stigma in comics of like women should never be victims. But, you know, at the same time, you can pick what side you want to be on on that or they, they what do they call it? Um we know a few bloggers that uh, like to complain about this kind of stuff, oh, yeah. but it's like uh, torture porn or they say something along those lines, you know, which I think that's just like really overdramatic. And I don't think that's what it is at all. But um, I don't know. I feel like this this moment for Barbara, which she she has this that no other character has. She has something extremely traumatic like Bruce Wayne has of his parents dying. She has this moment with the Joker. And I think that's really important. Granted, some people don't like the way it went down. 
uh, again, you know, we have to reiterate that the Joker, the Killing Joke was never supposed to be main continuity. It just was so popular. It was so big that they just made it part of Barbara's history. And, uh, you know, it's one of the, it's definitely one of those things that um, people like to read about or like to see, like, how she handles it. And I think this is actually really cool to see him just, he literally comes into her apartment again. Like that is so like somebody would freeze, you know, and uh, to see her fight through this, I think is like really powerful. And to see her like the way she's planning it in her head, she's like, keep him talking, keep him talking. You got to get this going on there. That is some tactics that some people say you have to do to get out of these kind of situations, like in real life. So like uh, one of the biggest parts for me was when, you know, we we figure out that he is able to hack this unhackable chip because mm-hmm. he's using the same tech. You know, it's not like it's some like, oh, I found this like magical tech that is able to do this. No, it's it's literally the explanation is, oh, the only thing that could hack that tech is the same tech. So yeah. he's using this remote to hack her chip to kind of like control her in a way. And he does this whole little monologue and she basically calls him a joke. Yeah. Basically for the reasoning of like, Oh, uh, kind of how we've seen in like the Harley Quinn books about how like, Oh, Batman is your one true love and he doesn't love you back or whatever. And that's how she's playing it. But she like laughs and he says, don't laugh at me. You're Mm -hmm. like, it starts to get under his skin a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, she's being smart about this. But the one thing that really broke me was uh, she ends up pressing this alarm. Yeah. And she's like, okay, okay. I know that I have this alarm. I need to press it. And I just need to, you know, play it cool and just go along with whatever he's going along with. Okay. Somebody's coming. Okay. Who was the last time? Who was the person that's connected to that alarm? I haven't pressed it in a while. Okay. Maybe Bruce maybe dick no no ah shit it was alfred (laughs) yeah and that is gotta be the worst feeling in the world yeah you know and like when whenever i saw that i was like oof like because she she immediately she even says it okay nobody's coming yeah but I just love how this progresses. I think it progressed really well. Um, there's a lot of panels. So like there's a lot going on, but the progression for of the panels works really well. Yeah, for sure. So I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, but one thing that I was a bit confused about because I wasn't reading Red Hood at the time, and I've read Batgirl and Red Hood, you know, here and there. But this Jason person that was once, you know, just a normal person. Jason but, Bard. Yeah. yeah, but now he's like crippled or whatever. It's a love uh, interest now. Yeah. Apparently, she wasn't the one that did that. It was Red Hood. Uh, did she say that in here? No, but I, I I heard this on a podcast earlier today. Mm-hmm. They uh, were talking about Batgirl, like, last issue. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about the relationship with Jason. 
and how everybody's kind of playing around with that about how she like feels this regret or whatever. Yeah. But apparently, like he, she wasn't the one that did it. Like she just feels sorry for him, mm-hmm. and they're kind of just like playing along with like the the writer is playing along with this. Oh, it was her fault, kind of thing. She like uses something that like a stick or something to like paralyze herself or something. That yeah, was so, I was confused by. So she grabs this it, like random thing on the top of the roof, like yeah. It, it's just like she, because like Joker has her pinned up against like the, it, it, what would you call it? I guess like it's like half of half of a wall on the roof, you know? Yeah, along uh, the, the ledge. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Uh, and you see her oh. when she falls down. Uh, she intentionally falls down like next to something to grab it. Mm-hmm. And she basically tells him uh, what she says. She says, uh, she says specifically, oh, I decide to do with, with, I decide what I do with my body. And that's like after she gouges herself to basically jam her, her device. But I'm just thinking where do you go from there? Yeah. Because I know we didn't talk about it, but last mm-hmm. week was Nightwing. Yeah. That Nightwing issue 72 was a glorified Batgirl issue because Batgirl was in it from the very first page to the very last page. Mm-hmm. And she was in her Bat costume. So is that before or after this? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's why you should have a dedicated person to watch over all the fucking bat stories that are happening. But, you know, I guess they don't do that here. But yeah, so the weird thing is, is and this final page of this comic, it's Joker and Barbara both just in a puddle of blood because she's stabbed her back to, you know, lose control of uh, get basically take control away from Joker. And she throws this pole and hits him right in the spine and he looks KO'd. So, like, what yeah. is going to happen from I, here? I don't know. Like, this is one of those moments that we were talking about this at work today about. And I know we'll probably get a lot of backlash for this, but I don't care because it's not who we are. But, you know, we talked about writing with agendas, you know, mm-hmm. and this is a, clearly about giving Barbara the control but also making her look like a badass and like not being a victim. Yeah. But in doing so, you like, like this inevitably should Mm -hmm. mean Joker cannot be in detective and he cannot be in Batman. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's, it's, I know, you know, we had this argument with the whole gun thing in, in Tom King's Batman run about like being shot and how that like, okay, well, you know, plenty of people have been shot before and, you know, they get better, blah, blah, blah. But, like, when you draw it like this and you write it like this, like, this almost feels like this should be a part of a random one-shot. Yeah. Or just, like, an off-issue that kind of is a 
like you know pre or, or a sequel to the killing joke type thing and so like it, it it's a good story i'm not mm-hmm. gonna say that it's not i love the art i love what the story is portraying as far as barbara taking her you know probably the scariest moment of her life and not letting it happen again yeah i really enjoy that but this ending is kind of what ruins it yeah i could agree with that just because yeah if you're going to this joker war and barbara beats him like where's batman i understand that they put she was like oh i don't think i had the thing connected to batman it was probably connected to dick but you know he's out of commission then it probably you know it was connected to alfred like okay we, is so this, she, they, is, is this why in this week's batman she uh he's only dealing with punchline maybe but at the same time barbara just took out the joker so like from what it looks here granted he's probably gonna get up and take the pole out of his back easy and then he's gonna be able to fight for whatever but he 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 should either have a scar or a fucking hole in his back or something yeah you know yeah, he gets he it's like right in between the shoulder blades, like on his spine is where it looks like it hits him. And it hits him hard enough to where he loses his legs. Like he just fucking falls down and he's like done. Yeah. So I don't get what they're trying to do here. And granted, it looks cool. And if this was like in a, a Barbara story that wasn't leading to kit like, you know, Joker War, then I'd be like, this is awesome. But yeah, I think it's this is one of those things where Maybe the Batman writer should have a little oversight on all the Bat Family comic books. Be like, okay, this whole story is great. You can't use that last page because we're doing this big event with this character. And that won't make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, maybe that is what editors are supposed to be doing, but they're obviously not doing a good job. Um, and because that's, that, that is a big oversight. I mean, is he just going to get up now? Like, all right, we're good. But the cool thing is, I will say this, I love how Joker was saying she was the best Robin because she was never a Robin. And I think that's really cool. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love that line, uh, especially knowing that, like, even somebody like Stephanie Brown had to be a Robin before she became a uh, freaking spoiler. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Yeah. Like, she She kind of just donned the Batgirl persona, you know? Yeah, um, and she had her own way, which is nice, and I think a yeah. lot of people like. Um, but it would have been cool to see a Batgirl or a, like a Robin, her be a Robin. That'd be kind of yeah. cool. Um, but you know, she she carved her own way, and she's been through her own shit. So, all in all, I thought the book was cool. There's one panel in this whole story that I absolutely loved is when she says the Joker is pathetic, and she just looks like she's crazy. And it's just like a background of ha 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 ha. Oh yeah. yeah, love that page. Um, but yeah, this was actually a really solid story, and um, it was just interesting. It was interesting. I feel like the variant on this should have been that variant we never got from a long time ago. Oh, dude, I can't believe we we still haven't got that. Like, I but, I think I think the only way that comes out now is Black Label. Yeah, and. Now I've seen some other variants of that being where like she is the one that is like holding him and mm-hmm. putting the smiley face on his face. Yeah. Um where he's kind of like scared or whatever. Um 
which is kind of like an fu joker thing which is kind of cool but just the way when that was so controversial dude i remember it was dumb why it, it was controversial though it like it broke comics internet for yeah. like the whole week i remember that yeah, and it, it was, was dumb. uh you know people were saying that uh it glorifies what he did to her in uh the killing joke which makes zero sense whatsoever it's mm. just an homage to that yeah. story and now i i can't i'm I think it was in the 40s, like the issue count. But I well, can't the remember. reason why it was such a big deal was because it was a super dark cover for a super bright Batgirl that they were doing. Oh, that's, that's right. That's what people was, were bitching about. Because it was, the it was Burnside. Burnside. Yeah. And she was this poppy, like social media Batgirl. Like that was her new persona. And they were like, this just doesn't fit with Batgirl. But at the same time, it was for a Joker anniversary. So it's like, you know what? We're just giving all these people Joker covers and Batgirl has probably, besides Batman, the second biggest history. Or I guess you could argue Harley. But in, from the Bat family, she has the second biggest history with Joker. Um, you know? Um, but yeah, I don't know. So like, I, I still wish we would see that. But, you know, maybe one day. I mean, even the artist was the one that said, I requested to take it down. Um, so that kind of blows, but I would love to buy a print of it, you know, if he sold them. Yeah. So, or I wonder if he has that original artwork. I wonder how much it goes for if it hasn't been sold. So, uh, that's crazy, but we're going to go over to the detective, which we covered this last time and we said this story was stupid. Um, and we're getting the finale of the whole court of owl stuff. I will say this issue was kind of action-packed. I really enjoyed that because uh, Batman basically told Two-Face, you got to either join me or you got to join the Court of Owls. And if you join the Court of Owls, they're working with Joker. So you'll have to work with Joker. And that's basically Two-Face is like, nah, fuck the Joker. Like, we're on the bad side. So it's the Court of Owls versus Harvey Dent slash Bat or Two-Face slash, you know, with Batman and all the freaking vice versa whole, you know. People. And they even, they do several callbacks to tomasi's earlier batman and robin run where it was right after robin had died spoilers and uh it's really cool because they crossed out the robin name uh with kind of like the kind of same scratches that his coin has and they called it batman and two-face yeah and it even says here when they're all fighting together uh, Harvey does say, oh man, just like old times. And Batman says, oh, well, not exactly like old times. Yeah. So I really liked that, that dynamic uh, because it was just a very strange thing that happened back in the day. But uh, you're right, dude. From literally page one to almost the very end, uh, there is nothing but action. This moves along very, very quickly. Uh, the freaking Court of Owls, you know, I love the fact that like Batman doesn't hold back on things that are already dead. Yeah. And so he's like, these guys are already dead. So do whatever you want. And like all of freaking two phases goons at that point, just unload their fucking ammunition. And it's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I said reading this, uh, the dialogue wasn't my favorite. It felt very campy. Yeah. It didn't feel like Batman. 
Um, but the art is amazing. It's Brad Walker. Brad Walker is amazing on this art. I do say that he does draw Batman a little boxy uh, when mm-hmm. it comes to his cow. But, I mean, it's still pretty. Like, the fighting and everything looks pretty amazing. And um, I think his Joker's okay. I mean, it's it's not bad. Um, it's, it's a not bit wrinkly. Yeah, it's not my favorite Joker, but I do like I, the rest of the art is really good. Um, I love the way he drew uh, Lincoln March. Like he looks pretty badass when he's fighting Batman. When oh, they're yeah. not like you know, he's just got like the eyes and stuff, and you just see more of the owl. I think that looks really cool. And then uh, yeah, there was just some dialogue in here. And then after the fight's over with, oh, and we actually got where Lincoln March went and how he got put in the tomb. I'm glad that he wrote that. Yes, that was because one that thing was a big that question. I feel like everybody was wondering because the last time we see Lincoln is in that burning building that Batman just kind of like leaps off of. Yeah. And we never find out what happened to him. But knowing that they uh, freaking they found him and they were like, hey, you're crap. So we're going to put you in this tomb with all the leftover garbage talons. Yeah. Like. Just getting to him, like, kind of digging it at him like that, I'm like, God damn, Batman, like, calm down. <laughs> yeah. And it did, the the cool thing about it was, Batman, if you remember reading Scott Snyder's story, he didn't know if he lived or not. Because we were still talking about the question of, like, was that really his brother? He was like, he's not my brother. But, you know, and then he didn't know if Lincoln March survived or not that, the fall or whatever happened. Yeah. And then the cool thing with the dialogue here is he said, rumor has it the court of owls put you in this tomb because yeah so he didn't know fully which i really like that it's attention to detail i haven't been happy with everything tomasi does but i enjoyed those little things that it's like in continuity it makes sense and i'm like all right i'm down you know it still shows that batman is keeping everybody's at arm's length you know uh still Mm -hmm. keeping tabs on the court of owls you know he knows that, you know, we, we've seen the Court of Owls a little bit with metal, uh, a little bit here and there since the story ended. And he knows that they are a huge society and he yeah. is not going to be able to eradicate all of them. So he's going to keep them at arm's length. And I really like that as well. You know, kind of saying, oh, you know, I, I, I didn't know for so long, but through the grapevine, I heard this. I really yeah. like that. Yeah. And then so there's this big battle and then there's this big huge kaboom after Batman's telling uh, Two-Face like, hey, you got to come with me this way. I have an idea. There's this big explosion. And then Two-Face is his body freezes. And he remember if we, we talked about this in the last issue, he's actually in the old like Buster Bunny kind of Batman suit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he starts turning on his guys. He's like, what are you doing to me? Because he thinks they're turning on him. And it turns out Batman has like paralyzed the suit. And he's all like, you're not going anywhere. And it has this classic, like, Batman step, like, behind you. Like, I'm going to beat your ass. Like, and the eye, all you see is the white eyes. I yeah. Love. yeah, really, really so cool. So great. And it, what turns out is Batman is doing this because he is going to have surgery. He's going to do brain surgery on freaking Two-Face to fix him and make him Harvey Dent again. And it, what's crazy about this, I mean, Clay thought it was very comic booky, but... I thought it was awesome. I don't know if you thought it was awesome, but he has this little capsules 
that can sterilize the whole area. It's just all this smoke that's sterilized. It's like coronavirus what we need like we just need this everywhere to fucking make shit happen like i did say that it was very comic booky but just the fact that he has it just like oh we need a sterilized area and he just like he tells everybody to breathe normally and like it literally just like is like a cloud of like this teal-esque smoke and i'm like batman would you know yeah out of everything that is in his belt sterilization you know i i I don't even know what to call it but it he like you said he sterilizes the entire like a sterilizing smoke bomb yeah yeah basically and uh you know i thought this was funny as well we see he is using his lenses Mm -hmm. uh as like some sort of x-ray to Mm -hmm. look inside uh you know his his skull or two-faces skull and I thought this was, you know, really funny just because you see it so much in, like, I guess, like, you would see it in, like, Grey's Anatomy or House or yeah. anything like that where they have to be, like, super careful in doing surgery. And it, like, mm-hmm. always cuts back to the person doing the surgery and you see them sweating just a little bit more. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Batman. He starts off with, like, maybe one or two things of sweat and the very next time he is, like, drenching in sweat. Almost yeah. like that meme of the guy just like sweating or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, he actually is able to get it and he's able to pull it out. And the next thing you know, it's Harvey talking. It's not yeah. Two-Face. It's, it's Yeah, it's not the Two-Face persona. And this ending was probably you appreciated it a little bit more because before the ending though the thing it's funny that you mentioned Grey's Anatomy because Joker is watching this on TV the whole time. And thinks it's amazing entertainment. Oh, that's like, true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, he does lose reception at one point, but he still hears the audio. He's like, "This would make a great podcast." Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. so dope. <laughs> but uh, yeah, then go ahead. The ending is pretty dope. Yeah, the ending you appreciate a little bit more than I do, just because I don't know too many times uh, in my reading of Batman where Matchin just Malone is yeah. somebody who comes up. Now, I do believe Matches Malone. Was was that somebody who was created for the Batman animated series, or was he like a persona He's that in has there. been like before that? You know, I'd have to go back and look because I mean, the animated series is already twenty plus years, so yeah. it's very possible. But I don't know if that's true or not because he does show up. Because I want to say, Matches Malone is is he involved in the Joe Chill story? Or I don't remember that, but like Matches Malone is like Bruce's basically third disguise that he uses the most. It's Bruce Wayne and Batman are his two disguises. And then it's Matches Malone, which I think is really dope. Um, And it's just really cool because he just looks like a gangster pimp daddy kind of dude. And he like he, he reminds me of Scott Hall from freaking WWE, you know, throwing the toothpick. Because yeah, Matches Malone yeah. has the freaking match in his mouth. And he has like a mustache and all this jazz. And like, it's pretty cool. And uh, Two-Face, we're seeing Two-Face, actually, uh, he's helping people like try to get their sentences reduced if they like were kind of thrown in jail for a bad reason or like shitty reasons, you know? Yeah, and, he's, a, um, he's a jail lawyer, which I think yeah. is really, really cool. Uh, he That is basically his penance. It's not... He he is technically still there because he's you know imprisoned, 
but yeah. it's not like he's going straight to Arkham, which mm-hmm. I kind of like. Yeah. And, you know, he, uh, Matches talks to him about like, oh, I think you put me away, you know, a couple years back. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm here to help you out now, you know. Yeah. And he tries to see if he's into doing anything else. And he's like, I'm not that guy anymore. And so, so, you know, kind of doing that uh, reconnaissance, just seeing Mm -hmm. if, you know, the surgery worked or whatnot. And then he drops the bullet that was in his head right there next to him. He's like, oh, what is this? He's like, oh, it's a gift. And then like the very next page says from a friend. And he's like running away uh, outside using the uh, grappling hook. I always love that shot when people, Mm -hmm. when, when they draw the grappling hook like first coming out of the gun seeing the yeah. smoke and it like being propelled i always love that shot whenever who like whoever does it regardless of the artist i really do love it but mm-hmm. yeah it says here uh next our batwoman at joker war so yeah. that's gonna be interesting yeah it'll be interesting i love that he has so the cool thing about this right and it depends on who's writing it does it but we see that he has matches malone's face in his hands going away it it still kind of blows my mind that you know it looks like that's prosthetics, but everybody forgets Snyder made the freaking technology that he could just put it on and just yeah. change his face. But also, I like I I understand like technology is like wondrous and it's crazy or whatever. Mm-hmm. I still want a Mission Impossible esque scene in a movie where you see matches Malone and then you see him rip off the face and you see Bruce Wayne. I, I just want it. I don't know why it's just a very classic thing for somebody, you know, like mission impossible, like uh, Tom Cruise to always Mm -hmm. rip off the mask. And then you see Tom Cruise. It's like, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I would love to see that in a Batman movie. Like I, I I think I just would. And it'd be very interesting to see if uh, Matt Reeves messes with that. That would be kind of cool, you know, because, I mean, we are getting the quote-unquote grounded story again uh, Mm -hmm. with Matt Reeves. I would, and especially since we know that we're kind of dealing with the uh, mobsters, at least for a little bit, I would love to see matches Malone. I really would. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Um, But overall, I enjoyed the story, though. And in the animated series, doesn't he just use, like, a fake mustache? (laughs) That's it? He, He... He dresses like a bum in the animated series, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And uh, and he goes around. He's like, I'm looking for work. And they're like, what kind of work? And uh, he usually gets roughed up a bit. And they're like, oh, we could use a guy like you. He does stuff like that. Okay, um, okay. But in the comics, he's more of like, he's like, he's built up a persona that like he runs a part of town or he's like an inside man that knows a lot of shit. And people use, they're like, oh, it's Matches Malone. What, could, what do you got for me, Matches? You know, shit like that. See, I, that's interesting because at some point, like, I understand that criminals are idiots. But mm-hmm. at some point, it's like, I haven't seen Matches Malone in, like, four years. What the hell's going on? They've had, they, they've had uh, people question him, like, where you been at, Matches? So, like, they've had instances like that. Okay. He comes up with something. You know, he's like, I've been laying low because of whatever, whatever. So... You know, he has, you know, Bruce can tell his weight out of anything. So he has a bunch of stories. So, yeah, they definitely questioned it before. Because, um, like, they'll be like, Matches, you always show up at the most weird times or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Detective, I thought was better than last week. 
Um, I, I love that it was an action packed freaking issue. And then I love the, you know, Batman actually doing surgery. I thought that was kind of cool. We had a discussion at work, you know, his dad was a surgeon, so, you know, he'd probably have some kind of medical knowledge. And of course we always saw that, um, who was fixing him up all the time, Alfred. So he probably learned some stuff from there too. Uh, but yeah, so I, I enjoyed it, but now we're going to go over to the next issue, which is. Batman 95. And what I told Clay is, because I read this before him, I was like, it seems like Tinian was always wanting to write this story and everything else was filler to build up to this. Because I thought this story was a lot better than previous stuff. I didn't think it was amazing. There was definitely stuff I didn't like about it. But I felt like it flowed better and it felt like it was going somewhere where everything with the designer was kind of just like, oh, we're building up this character, but it's actually just the Joker, and blah, 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 blah. And we, we already saw through it, because we knew Joker War was coming. Yeah. Um, so it, this was nice to like, all right, we're in Joker War, we can just pay attention to this story. And uh, I thought it went pretty, I thought it went pretty well, you know, we didn't see the cool thing. I, so I don't know how I felt about this. Because if I'm not mistaken, I, I it's been like a week since I read this. But Batman, I think, kind of says, like, the Joker is a different kind of animal and that he is, like, testing him almost. Yeah, in the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And does he in here say that he's not crazy? He's just extremely smart? I can't remember. It's been a while since I've read this. Um, don't believe he says that per se. Uh-huh. Let's see. Uh more bodies in the reservoir, blah, 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 blah. My thing is I I I really hate when people use the like, oh, Joker is super sane. I fucking hate that. Yeah, like that, that is just like because I didn't I had never heard that before until you talked about it. Yeah. And then you had talked about some instances of the conversations you've had because of it. And it mm-hmm. just sounds like a really stupid like almost superpower of jokers and it just doesn't make any sense yeah and i i think people try to say like no he knows he wants to do all of that i think that's where they're trying to come from that okay the way people say super sane in one instance is that he knows he's in a comic book which i think is super stupid like that's why i throw it out but I think a lot of other people say that Joker is not crazy. He's just somebody that wants to cause that destruction. And he's like that. But I think I think you can be crazy and still have a purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think here, that's something that can here, uh, It feels like an oversimplification to call him insane. I've seen more bodies and blah, blah, blah. To him, they're all just meat. And he's just saying that like, there is something more to the endless killings. Like there, yeah. they are endless killings because he doesn't care about them. But what he does care about is Batman. Yeah. And we've always said that, like without Batman, Joker would have no purpose. And we've mm-hmm. seen it before with Dick Grayson becoming Batman and Joker being like, yeah, I'm not going to play with you because you're not Batman. You know, yeah. So, yeah. I I I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, it felt a little weird going back on this, like because you know, once again, he plays with that years ago type thing. So we're doing mm-hmm. another flashback. 
talking about the first encounter yeah. uh, with him and Joker. And it's not like we don't get to see that first encounter, but just kind of talking about how the city was kind of like just all over the place when it happened. Yeah. But we do see Punchline uh, taking over Wayne Industries with mm -hmm. Lucius. And I told you, whenever I saw this preview page, it looked like Lucius was dead. Like, yeah. I thought he was going to be, like, D-E-E-D, -E -E dead. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, but no, he is just kind of, like, it's almost like, like a... acupuncture. Yeah, like acupuncture, that. but, like, a kind of persuasive type of serum thing mm -hmm. that she has concocted. And the really messed up thing is Joker has purchased the theater right next to crime alley yeah now it says here they used to call it crime alley i don't remember them ever changing it um yeah i don't know but then again i don't know if it was ever i think it was just nicknamed crime alley i don't think it was called crime alley you know what i mean so that is true that could be the thing um i will say and i know you haven't seen this but this whole like theater thing and Joker wanting it, uh, this is very similar to Gotham, which I wasn't a big fan of because in that series in Gotham, freaking uh, Jerome or Jeremiah, which was the second Joker, the twin brother of Jerome, which was fucking stupid, um, he does the same thing. He like gets. Uh, random parents that are gonna supposed to be Martha and Thomas. He has the whole Zorro costume in a theater. Like it's just like he does all of this. So it's like uh, very similar to Gotham. I was like, man, not really a big fan of that. <laughs> um, but uh, this is something I just I just realized looking at the art right now. At, at the beginning of that flashback, there is uh, that one page where Bruce and Alfred are going back and forth, and it's like a close-up of Bruce and a close-up of Alfred. Uh, he looks like that guy from Zelda that has that weird uh, jukebox thing. It's a, a, do, 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 oh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like him there. I don't know why. It just makes me think about it. I'm just like, oh, he looks super like that dude. It's random. You guys have to watch the issue, but if you saw it, it, it looks like that. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, Joker's buying this theater. Uh, we have the GCPD surrounding Wayne Enterprises because they know that Joker has bought this, and they're like, what the hell? This was one of the things that I really wanted them to confront mm -hmm. because with just a little bit of research and a little bit of like, okay, well, where did all this money go? People can look that stuff up. And to yeah. know that it's in the possession of somebody who is insane and a criminal yeah. – I'm like I'm sure with the just a few clicks they can be like, yeah, this money was stolen, mm -hmm. so we're going to take control of that money. Yeah, and I know that would be the like the more boring story, For but sure. just but just to like think that they would be okay with, eh, you know, the Joker got it fair and square. He stole it first. Like, yeah, what? No, okay. Sure, let's go with that. Yeah, and we got to see the underbroker's face, 
Yeah. Because uh, he's like, you know, he's working with the Joker. The cool thing about this is the underbroker's driver was Bruce. Yeah. Uh, as Batman. So I thought that was kind of cool. It's very classic Batman. So uh, I always love when he's under the cover. We just talked about in Detective when he's matches Malone. So I like that he was a driver here. I thought that was really cool because uh, he probably has information on the underbroker. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I um, really like that Bullock is not a pushover. Yeah. At all. For sure. I thought that was awesome. Then we get to see um, more, and I I think this was more low-key stuff that I enjoyed. We know that Tinian loves bringing in new bad gadgets. Uh, He has, like, electric electric, uh, magnetic, like, gloves and boots to climb buildings. Yeah. So uh, he's basically Spider-Man right here. (laughs) And and the cool thing was I really, really love this art. It is by George Jimenez, so it's fucking amazing. Dude, is when he you see the green eyes yes, oh, that dude, is awesome that and he sees looks like so good yeah it's like uh what do they call it x-ray vision almost to see through walls and see where everybody's at i think it's yeah. like thermal vision but you know it's different it's like, like night vision, vision. Thermal yeah. vision yeah so i thought that was kind of cool I think is hilarious is how he takes the time to cut a bat signal yeah out of the building to crawl in and i'm just like Dude. So it's not that. So check this out. If you really look at it, he's turning a dial and that's opening the secret compartment that is shaped like a bat. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. at first sight, it kind of looks like he is cutting. He's cutting into it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I thought that was pretty cool too. Um, and then of course, when he gets into this, one of these many hatches he has, which I think is always cool, um, punchline's already in there. Um, I would really like to know how, I guess we're assuming that he got, he, she got in there because of Lucius. Um, yeah, you and, know, she kind of explains how Lucius kind of, uh, was her little birdie, uh, mm-hmm. and told him about all this stuff. And what I'm really glad with is that she says in this conversation with Batman is she's separating Bruce and Batman. So she mm-hmm. doesn't know Joker hasn't told her the truth about yeah. Batman, which I can appreciate. I really like that. Yeah. Now, one thing that we have talked about, you said it first. Um, Punchline is really OP. Yeah. Yeah. She's going toe to toe with Batman. Um, granted, Harley did this too. And we learned over time that Harley was like a master gymnast. And you would assume that, you know, when Joker wasn't beating the shit out of her, being abusive to her, that he probably trained her a little bit. Granted, we never really see Joker fight a lot of people. He usually takes a beating, gets a few licks in, a couple stabby stabs, and he usually gets the shit kicked out of him. But, um, Yeah, she's going toe-to-toe with Batman here. Uh, Granted, she does mention that there is something in the air. So maybe that is how it's evening the odds. Maybe it's slowing Batman down so she's able to actually fight better. You know, we could put that up. It's not just Joker Toxin because we all know that Batman does, in fact, have uh, somewhat of an immunity to Joker Toxin because of how many times he is giving himself the antidote in kind of built up that immunity but she said that she has kind of like mutated it with her own little cocktail or whatever you want to call it yeah but uh she explains that there is you know this this new suit that he was hoping to wear and 
we have seen unfortunately seen this before this yeah. issue uh and it has you know made quite the stir yeah, on it's the awesome. it is disgusting yeah uh, it's something tony stark would wear it is it is an iron man suit without there being a complete iron man suit you know yeah and you know it caused so much of a ruckus on the internet that Tinian himself had to come out and say don't worry guys this isn't the brand new suit that he's gonna wear this isn't the status quo it's only for a, a dream sequence yeah and even punchline says oh i'm guessing this is what you were supposed to wear when everything was peaceful or whatever uh yeah. and this is the first time even Bruce is seeing it. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was kind of cool that like maybe Alfred had this idea of like, Oh, you know, I'll surprise him when, you know, Gotham is at peace at once, you know, whatever. Yeah. But then Bruce goes a little crazy and starts to hear Alfred in his head. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing Joker is behind the wheel of that huge, uh, uh, bat plane or whatever you want to call it. Jokerized bat plane. Yeah, Jokerized bat plane with a smile, and Joker just like obliterates the freaking building basically. Yeah, with Batman inside. So, yeah. Granted, we could say that this is actually a uh, dream already. So, yeah. yeah, maybe you know. some sort of hallucination. Like, I mean. I know the Joker could do a lot, but he just got access to everything and he's going to be able to turn that plane into a Joker plane like right away. Cause like, I mean, it looks like it could be paint, but at the same time, it looks like it's super modified. So this could be Batman hallucinating that his bat plane is a Joker plane now. Yeah. So, you know, it could go back and forth. Um, but yeah, back to the punchline being OP uh, I'm not. I don't have a problem with her being this OP. I think I like her character a lot so far. Um, what me and Clay were talking about is there needs to be an origin story for her, and not just the one we got where she was in college and she kills her dean or whatever. We need to have one of her actually finding like Joker's files on. I think the dark web, and I even mentioned that maybe Joker's the one feeding her this information because he wants a new disciple or something. And he wants to test her to see if she can actually make this shit happen. <clears throat> we do think that she should be a chemistry major um, in college. Like, that would make so much sense since she's working with all this shit. And, um, yeah, so I'm really hoping Tinian is going to be giving us some more information about Punchline. Because, like I said, I think that the biggest thing to come out of his run is going to be Punchline. I'm definitely dreading Clown Hunter whenever the hell that fool shows up. And there's apparently another guy called Ghost Masters or some shit like that. I don't know what the hell his name is. Um, and he's supposed to show up in issue 100. So, um, yeah. And he, he'll probably be part of Wildstorm or whatever because What's-His-Name comes back in 101. Yep. Um, so, yeah, So which Grifter's a badass, though. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, that was issue 95. Um, like I said, I think this was a story Tinian always wanted to write. Uh, and I feel like, uh, and I, and I'm not going to even hate on this for it, but I have definitely been like, Oh, this is something I want to happen in one of my books. And I'll write that moment down. And I'm like, all right, how the fuck do I get here? 
And so maybe maybe he had a little bit of time. I don't really know what it is, but uh, it felt like this is what he always wanted to write. And everything else was just kind of like, I got to fill in all these gaps to get to this point. And um, unfortunately, I think it came at the um, disservice to what could have been a great character. I've said it a million times on this podcast. I think he could have made the designer as big as Hush. I genuinely think that. Uh, but you know, he misses Mark. And I said, I even said it on the podcast too, that you, now you can't revive that character. I don't think you can like have somebody that had like, even me, like somebody that's like, I have all these ideas that I could have made, like even me going into this, knowing that like, you could have made this character so good. Even if I hit every issue out of the park, I don't think you could make that character as big as somebody like the Joker or Hush anymore because you missed that first thing. I think it's when a character shows up for the first time, that first impression is the biggest. Can like you really think of a character that's become so much better after their first big appearance? Man. Um... Granted, we, we have to go by era, kind of, because like we know some of these characters showed up in the fucking 30s. Like, the Joker was a wacky woo, and he's yeah. gotten better. But, like, like hush. Like, everybody's like, holy shit, when he came out in... You well, know. I will say there hasn't really big any there hasn't been any big stories about the character of Hush since that one initial story. You know, there's been yeah. the heart of Hush and things like that that are pseudo sequels to that story anyway. But there hasn't really been something that puts a spotlight on him. You know, yeah, uh, I would have to say. Gosh, I almost have to say no. Yeah, because I I think but see, and I think that's what makes Hush so big is how he showed up. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he was playing along with all these other big Batman villains, and you're just like, oh shit! Like this guy means business. I think that could have been the designer, somebody that could have got four of the biggest Batman villains at the time, and kind of like worked them in a way for his benefit. Uh, granted, the Joker never he'll play along. But, you know, he always wants to go his own way. But if you could have made the designer work around the Joker a little bit, like you could have done something there. Um, and I don't I, I think at this point, if the designer just shows up an issue 100 and he kills the Joker, bullshit. You know I mean? <laughs> bullshit. Uh, and it could happen. I don't know. Just because I said it right now, it could easily happen. Oh, um, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, because from what we're assuming and from what the solicits kind of hint at, we think the Joker's dying at a hundred. Yeah, uh, we. Well, I I saw it and I sent it to you, and I'm like, well, this kind of just ruins it. Uh, but I I think that he might die in 100. Now, he did die in the New 52 Batman, quote unquote. Yeah, died, and he came back. Um, Mm -hmm. and you brought up a really good thing, uh, or, you know, a really big thing when we were talking about it earlier today at work, you said no one should be able to use the phrase, the final battle, unless you know that, Hey, we're not going to use this character for another four to five years. Yeah. And I know that's a really hard thing to accomplish, but if DC as a whole was to say, Hey, this is going to be Joker's death. Joker cannot be used again until this 
X year, you know, 2024. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody at DC knows it, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, bring him back during his 85th anniversary. Boom. Yeah. And just make it a big thing. Um, yeah, and I totally agree. With, I mean, I said it, so I guess, of course, I agree with it. But, like, yeah, I think it's a huge thing because, one, I think you it's it's the Disney approach, right? The Disney approach is like, all right, well, you know those movies you love to watch? We're going to throw them in a vault for 20 years, and you're never going to be able to buy them again or whatever I the fuck they that. do. You know what I mean? But it makes everybody like, oh, oh, oh I got to go buy Bambi. Like, you know, I got to go do this, and I got to do that. And uh, I think that's what you need to do with Joker here, right? Because, like, imagine if the last story we're getting is this story for the next five years. And I think DC should promote that. Like, oh, this is the final battle. Like, we're not going to use Joker for the next five years or something Joker's like that. going into the vault. Wait, what yeah. the does that mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, or, you know, throw him into, what, are the, what is the Superman thing? The Phantom Zone. He's going yeah. into the Phantom Zone. Uh, you know, do something like that. And just make the character go away and then finally start building up all these other characters. It still blows my mind that nobody has done a good Scarecrow story. Like, how? How have you not done a good Scarecrow story? Hey, Paul Dini did. Well, I mean, <laughs> Paul Dini's done a great story for every character. But, like, besides being the goat of Paul Dini, like, you know what I mean? Like, in in recent years, nobody's done a Scarecrow. I don't even, when was the last time I read a Scarecrow story? I don't even know. Gosh, like, uh, for me, uh, I know they were doing one in Nightwing, right? Nightwing fought the Scarecrow. Yeah, like, that was random, but I mean, he wasn't even Nightwing; he was fucking Rick Grayson. Uh, nobody cares about that. So, yeah, like it just blows my mind that you haven't had you know Scarecrow be this like huge character at all. I mean, we just saw Bane get a big push, so that was kind of nice. But yeah, I don't know, like. I would love to see more stories like that. And I think Joker does need a rest. I, you know, we already heard that Matt Reeves might bring him in there. Granted, that's a very, you know, flaky rumor. Uh, It's just kind of one of those like, duh, you know, kind of like, of course, Joker's going to be in a Batman trilogy. Why wouldn't he? But you know what? I'd give hats off to Reeves if he didn't use the Joker. Um, But, you know, I think it's just too much of a moneymaker not to. Yeah. And so, you know, it's probably like WB is like, okay, so who's going to be your Joker? Um, I don't care if he uses them. I just wish he would use Leto uh, because I don't want another actor that's playing the Joker so soon. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm i cool if he dies at the end of this series if he's not going to come back for a while. But I guarantee he's he's back like in January. So yeah, I could very much see him like, well, because like the big thing, you, you know where we're going to see him again? We're going to see him in Death Metal. Yeah, obviously. obviously. But, but I feel uh, I feel like what it will be is if if he if Snyder like wimps out and does this whole like Batman and Joker team up again to take down the darkest night like that's yeah. going to be shit. Like I'm not going to like yeah. that. But see, and that's I think that puts a lot of pressure on Tinian. Because mm-hmm. if this is the final battle, it it better be the best Joker death ever. Yeah. Because if that's how you're going to leave the last taste of Joker in our mouths, and it's mm-hmm. a sour taste, people will remember it for the wrong reason. 
what if Catwoman kills him to save Batman? So it's basically the ending of the Hush movie. I don't know. because <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like it because the very next storyline is... I thought we talked about this no villainy type stuff, blah, blah, blah. You're a hero. You're with me. And it could very much lead to the stupid story of we need a divorce. Well, we're not even married to begin with. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, fuck off. Yeah, that would be a really stupid way to end it. Um, Obviously, because it's like at the same time, like Catwoman knows how Bruce would act, you know? Exactly. Like, we saw it with Jason Todd. He beat the shit out of Jason Todd when he shot Penguin. Um, so it's like, gonna beat the shit out of him. Yeah, right. Hey, he's equal opportunity, okay? He's equal opportunity when it comes to justice, all right? Um, I love that that's in one of the cartoons. It's so hilarious. I think it's in that, it's in uh, animated series. No, it's in the Brave and the Bold. The- but no, I think it's in the animated series too. Oh, really? Because uh, yeah. I. Because I watched the episode of Brave and the Bold where uh, the, I forgot, well, it's Babyface. And then Babyface is like married to or or dating uh, this completely transgender person. Yeah. And uh, they're like, you wouldn't hit a lady, would you? And, <laughs> and Batman goes, the fist of justice is unisex. <laughs> <laughs> Just... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that might be the one i'm thinking about i'm not too sure but i could have swore he does it in the animated series too but yeah it's yeah it's fucking hilarious like i mean but it's true though it's true <laughs> gotta be equal um but uh yeah so i don't know we'll see that would be a stupid thing for tinian to to do um i want to see if she's gonna show up at all you know, or are they all going to be trapped down there this whole time? I kind of like I almost feel like what Tinian would do is like have her attempt to leave. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, all the villains are like, if you try to leave, we'll kill you. And it just won't make sense. You know? Yeah. Because like at what at what point is she now a hostage? You know? Yeah. It doesn't make sense that they're not up there in the first place. Like why? Because Joker has Bruce Wayne's money. Like, I mean, Bruce Wayne's had that money the whole time. They weren't scared then, but now just because Joker has income, like, Oh shit. He's Jeff Bezos. Like, and and I've, I've, I'm still hearing the complaints about another story where Bruce loses all of his money. Uh Yes. It's, you know, it's almost that whole thing of like, oh superman's unrelatable because he's basically a god well Mm -hmm. apparently it's really hard to write batman because the same four people write the same stories over and over again you know yeah yeah i definitely would never touch anything like that i've always wanted to i'm finally glad that somebody said he's a billionaire because a lot of people would say like oh he's worth 500 million dollars and shit like that i'm like what i was like no he should be a fucking he should be the jeff bezos of the dc universe like yeah he should have hundreds of billions of dollars you know what i mean yeah, no like uh, for the fact that like lex luther is a billionaire and they always fight over like certain patents and stuff yeah they have to be equals yeah 
Well, I mean, just even just in the stake of it, just looking at what Wayne Tech has made. Yeah. And like the stuff, like if you're able to rebuild a whole city, you know what I mean? You have to have Buku bucks. I mean, yeah. so like it always, it, I thought it was always stupid because I, I, I would always see charts that had like LexCorp as a billion dollar company and Wayne Enterprises as a million dollar company. And I'm like, what? It's like, it's stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like I don't know. So I'm glad that he's in the billions uh now. But I was like when they said like 107 billion, I was like that's not enough. <laughs> I was like give him more than that. Uh I was like Bezos is what like 256 or some shit like that. So I was like come on, man. Get get it up there. Give him a make him a trillionaire at this point. Who gives a shit? Um but yeah, I don't know. So uh all in all, you know, I think every Batman issue that we covered today was had some cool moments in it for sure. Um, especially Bat Tech, I think there was some really cool Bat Tech in some of these issues. Dude, I can find, you know, another art proof like what we did with uh, yeah, with uh, uh, Marquez. Yeah, if I can find one of that Batman where he is like hanging from the building and you just see the green eyes. That page just looks beautiful. Yeah. I really, really love it. And I know you didn't read it. I did. Uh, Batman Beyond was actually pretty good, too. Uh, yeah, so we're going to start covering that. We're going to start covering it after the arc that got started with this issue. Uh, oh, so it's after this. I thought this was the final issue of that arc. No, 45 is, uh, is the start of a uh, story with Damian Wayne. And uh, apparently Ra's al Ghul uh, has this grandiose plan that he is like, Damien, you have to promise me as the head of the demon that you need to go with this plan. And they basically have this like Captain Cold knockoff dude uh, working with them. And after Ra's dies, after so many years into the future, mm-hmm. whatever, um damien actually doesn't want to go through with a plan and this knockoff dude that's uh his name is it's so funny uh his name is zero uh and it's spelled z-e-h dash r-o so zero Mm -hmm. and he convinces all of the uh league of assassins to kill damien which Mm -hmm. is weird uh, because of how loyal they are to the demon or whatever. But uh, the entire plan is to basically ice over the earth, create another ice age, and let it dethaw and basically restart humanity again. That is their plan. Uh-huh. Sounds mm-hmm. weird, but that's their plan. Uh, but Damien goes to, of course, Bruce and Terry uh, for help. And Nightwing's or Dick Grayson's daughter is mm-hmm. Batwoman in yeah. continuity. It's really, really cool. She has a bat suit that is basically just like Terry McGinnis's Batman Beyond suit, but you see the red hair coming out the back, which is really cool looking. Yeah. Uh, so she has the blue around it and everything. Uh, but eventually, this story will end. And right after that, there is a story where. Booster Gold is going to send Terry to the main continuity of books. And so Batman will meet Batman. So I think yeah. that's going to be really, really cool. Yeah, the cover by Dan Mora looks really amazing. Yeah. 
Um, so that's what uh, got us. We'll be jumping on Batman Beyond, um, which will be kind of cool because um, I think at that point Joker War will be finishing. Yes. So it, it, it's uh, going to be the same month. So yeah. And then uh, yeah, I mean, we found out today. I thought it was going to be in two weeks, but still a month away. We'll finally get three Jokers going so that'll be something we can cover which will be really great um i'm no longer buying metal but we will continue reading metal unless it just gets awful awful um but we heard we'll be covering at least till issue four because there's apparently a new batman that is going to be coming out of uh, metal uh which is the omega batman which is what it's called right omega batman which we're assuming is from apocalypse so um yeah, I don't know. We don't know where Snyder's going with this. It's uh, you know, it's something. I I thought Manhattan. I I don't know how. I don't know how you make a Manhattan Batman and then you're gonna come over here with this Omega Batman. Like really? Yeah. Like I don't know, man. Like that's it's whatever. I'm not excited about that. But you know, we'll we'll keep you updated, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but for for the most part, that's uh, pretty much the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry we didn't have a lot of stuff for you, but like I said, this weekend is Comic Con uh, from home, so there may be maybe some news coming out. I doubt it, uh, but we do have fandom, you know, coming out next month, and there'll be definitely a whole bunch of news for that. Uh, but for now, you know, you got your comic news. Next week will more than likely be a digital first episode. Yeah. It's um, heavy i think the only book we just looked uh that we have for suicide squad next week is suicide squad because we kind of dropped off of superman batman or batman superman however you want to look at it yeah uh, but yeah that's oh well there is that cybernetic summer thing oh uh, yeah well there's a short story of batman's involvement in there uh but yeah, yeah. that's basically it yeah, so we'll be doing that. Uh, but yeah, Clay, what uh, what are you covering this week on your podcast? Man? Uh, this week, uh, I am doing some Ultimate X-Men uh, on the Friday show. Uh, so go ahead and check that out. I'm actually almost already through uh, year three of Injustice, uh, which has been pretty freaking crazy. Uh, the introduction to Night- Deadman Nightwing uh, just mm-hmm. happened. So I'll be talking about nice. that. Uh I have an interview episode coming up next week, which will be the Justice League uh, who team up with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Nice. That is written by Tom Taylor. And I believe uh, after that, I will also be talking about the death of Superman uh, sometime next month. I will tease that here. I haven't said it on my podcast, but for those of you who want to listen to a little bit more Superman stuff, uh, go check that out. But that's pretty much it. Nice, nice. Um, so if I don't forget to post this podcast on Friday, like I have been, I really, need uh, to yeah, <laughs> I will most likely be doing a 12 hour stream Saturday over on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash juice from the box. Uh, I could tell you it's going to start at central standard time, but if it's 12 hours, you can just pop in at any time and I'll probably be streaming. Um, if you guys come and donate or any proceeds we get, any kind of donations, any kind of uh, subs or anything, all that money is going to be going to fund my comic book, which I'm currently in the process of trying to get the artist. But I will say, and I've been talking to Clay about this, there's no rule book on how to do this shit. Like, it's very hard to, like, I've emailed a few artists 
and I don't get responses or they're like, what's the project about? And I tell them and I never get a response email. Even when I mentioned this will be paid, blah, blah, blah. Usually that's what a lot of people want to hear. Is this going to be a paid project? I talk about that and some respond or they don't respond. And it's just kind of weird. And I understand that's like a really busy thing to do. But uh, yeah, I don't know where to go. Uh, just to let you guys know, I'm a lover of comic books, writing my own. And I want to make it as professional as possible. So I don't want to just get somebody, oh, you're in my city. Like I, I can't wait for it. I've read the first issue of the one that he's trying to make, and it is awesome. Yeah, so, so if you well, want to, don't you have something that uh, don't you have a website that they can go? to? Yeah, to? so uh, I will have I believe I keep it in the description. If not, you guys can always go to my Instagram. I have a link tree there. If you go to my Instagram, it has all the links to my stuff. There is a link to my store to where you can actually go buy pins, which are some we got. A, I got a bat from the box pin and I got a juice from the box pin. They're really good quality. Yeah, you could buy a couple of those or just one of them, whatever. It doesn't really matter. And all those proceeds from those as well go to my comic book. So uh, yeah, just trying to you know trying to make the dream happen of becoming a comic book writer. And uh, yeah, so we'll be doing that Sunday. And of course, uh, also if you're on TikTok, I just started uploading TikTok videos. So if you want to see some stupid ass videos, go check that out. Juice <laughs> has gotten me already like somewhat addicted to it. I've already spent like stupid amounts of time today. Just like randomly looking at shit. It's such uh, a stupid app, but it's hilarious. Dude, it is stupid. Like I, I feel like the old man trying to learn something new, just yeah. looking through those videos. But I will say some people are purely talented and yeah. they are hilarious. Yeah, so uh so yeah, uh juice from the box on that one as well. You can just find me. I will be posting a lot of nerdy stuff on there. So definitely go check that out. And of course, I'll be posting stream highlights too. So if you guys have never come to a stream, follow me on TikTok. You might you know, come to the stream after that. But uh, that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you so much for being with us for 50 episodes. Uh, we really appreciate you, every listener out here that listens to the podcast, whether you just come for entertainment, whether you come for comics, whether you just like hearing us ramble about our love for Batman and all things DC Universe. But uh, yeah, we really appreciate you guys. Uh, but as always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome. Batman! News Weekly!